Our topic for today is the Holy Name. Is that not right? Uh, it's really important. This is like Sankirtan. It's the Yuga Dharma. And uh, everything can be achieved by the process of uh, chanting the holy name, cultivating the holy name in the association of devotees. This word Sankirtan, the Sankirtan has two meanings. One, when something is done completely or thoroughly, is sad, not the prefix that way. So thorough or complete or even perfect chanting. And then sad also means many people together. Uh, and so both of these apply to Lord Chaitanya's movement. Sankirtan is the Yuga Dharma. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, it was propagated by Lord Chaitanya. Uh, and it's very much a process that requires the association of devotees. Although the, we do some things by ourselves, uh, nevertheless, it is to cultivate the holy name in the association of devotees. Sankirtan means that we don't so much go back to Godhead by ourselves, but all together. It's, 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 it's a group effort, and that's why it's important that we cultivate relationships with devotees, and especially with devotees who are uh, uh, cultivating a holy name. So we are following uh, this process given by Lord Chaitanya, our Yuga Avatar, who has told us all the things that we need to know uh, and demonstrated them practically uh, about chanting the, the Holy Name. Uh, the, the interesting thing is that, in one sense, it's very, very simple. Uh, there's three names in the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, right? Hare Krishna and Rama. Uh, I always think that that uh, if uh, I get older, I start to lose my memory for so many things and start forgetting verses. Probably I will remember Hare and Krishna and Rama, <laughs> and that's enough. 
And it might be a good idea just to concentrate on those three names. Uh, Hare, Krishna, and Rama. As you know, these, these names in the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra are all in the vocative case. Uh, means the case of address. In the case of the word Krishna and Rama, they're they're masculine nouns, masculine grammatical gender nouns, and the vocative uh, and the the regular nominative are the same. So if Krishna is the subject of a sentence, it would be about the same. Uh, and also when Krishna is addressed, just Krishna. Uh, the word Hare can be the vocative of two different words. One is Hari. In, in that case, it's a name of Krishna. Uh, or it can be Hara. It's a name of Radha. Uh, so, Hare Krishna is Radha Krishna, or O Radha Krishna. We're calling. Now, vocative means you're, ca- you're calling. Uh, and uh, the chanting of Hare Krishna, Prabhupada said in the record, should be like the cry of a child for its mother. I mean, we really want, uh, we are calling to. There's an urgency, even a desperation. So we're supposed to chant, ultimately, with feeling. How do you make a feeling? How do you do that? Um, uh, uh, well, you don't really make a feeling. That's one interesting thing, what, what, wherever the feelings come from. Uh, some people may actually feel something, some people may not feel something. Uh, some people's feeling may be, how can you say, fairly superficial or sentimental. What's the real feeling uh, for, for Krishna? And so sometimes that real feeling ha- has to uh, come out uh, on its own. Uh, you can't really do it artificially. Uh, uh, the real feeling is you really want Krishna very, very badly. Uh, and you're attracted to Krishna. Uh, so one, one, has, one has to come to that stage of uh, chanting with, with uh, genuine feelings uh, for Krishna. Uh, so, the, the process of chanting uh, we, we've been told that the, the holy name uh, can be chanted in three different ways. The, uh, what, what's called uh, 
the, there's the Shuddha Nam, the pure name. Uh, Nama Bas, the uh, sometimes called the shadow of the name, but more, I think, best to think of Nam Abasa as the dawning light of the name. And then there's Nam Aparad, uh, a name that's chanted offensively, offensive chanting. Prabhupada says about Nam Aparad, practically not any better than letters of the alphabet. So, one thing is we have to avoid offenses. I would say a capsule description of our practice with the Holy Name is to chant the Holy Name while trying to avoid offenses. And that's why one of the things we have are this list of the uh, ten offenses against the Holy Name. They're taken from the Padma Purana. Uh, 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 and uh, uh, many times we temples they're recited in the morning at least one or the other English versions of them or translated versions of them. Uh, 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 so it's good to know, to know those offenses. Uh, now, now uh, let me just mention what they are. Uh, the, 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 yeah, um, well, I'll, 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 I'll come back to that. But anyway, that's the practice, to chant while trying to give up offenses. Now, we'll, we'll talk about it now. Uh, so the first offense is to blaspheme uh, 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 the devotees. Uh, satam, uh, here in the plural, is means devotees of the Lord. Sat, who are those who are sata, satam ninda. Uh, uh, this is uh, the first offense blaspheming the devotees of the Lord uh, who are servants of the Lord and it says this uh, the holy name will never chant so someone who has become a servant of the holy name that person should not be uh, find fault or unnecessarily criticize or look for fault in uh, that devotee. So the holy name itself. Now remember, Krishna and Krishna's name are the same. That's that's like uh, uh, the 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 one thing we should always keep in mind that that we're dealing with the spiritual reality. So so here uh, there's water in this cup. If I just go water, 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 water. I'm still thirsty. I have to drink the water in order to quench my thirst because the sound, water, and the substance are two different things. But Krishna and Krishna's name are the same. Abhinatva nama namanaha. Uh, because it says, nama chintamani krishna's chitanya rasa vigraha the name of Krishna, which is Krishna, is full of all spiritual f- 
feelings. Chaitanya rasa vigraha is the form of all spiritual feelings. Shuddha, purna, nityamukto, it is pure, full. Nityamukto, always liberated. Well, why does it have these characteristics? Abhinatva, on account of there being abhina, non-difference. Nama, namanaha, between the name and that which is named. So therefore, when we chant, if we don't do, if we are chanting the holy name, and we don't immediately uh, associate directly with Krishna, then our chanting isn't yet complete. We haven't count, encountered the, the pure name, the Shuddhana. Uh, uh, so so this, this is why, why uh, we are... But because Krishna is available in His name, we can approach Him. And in the form of His name, which is as good as Krishna's direct association, carry them around in our mouth. Very portable. You can carry the holy name through airport security and it won't, nobody will notice. You have all the things in your pockets, you have to take them out, but the holy name, you know, it's just all really portable. That's one reason uh, why this is the, the uh, 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 practice for this age, because the holy name is so immediately accessible to us. So it's there. It's, uh, Krishna and Krishna's name are the same. But we are not perceiving. If we do not perceive this, uh, then that means that there are there's some uh, immaturity in our chanting, some lack of completeness. Uh, and then uh, if we are dedicated to the Holy Name, we have to begin to uh, take the steps of becoming free from these things that uh, block it. Uh, another offense is to think of uh, the name of uh, 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 Lord Shiva or Brahma or Devas to be on an equal level with the holy name of Lord Vishnu. That tends to approach Mayavad philosophy. doesn't matter what you call it, it's all the same. So the name, the name of Krishna is, uh, is, is special. <coughs> so the inauspicious. Uh, the third offense is called Guru Avashna. Uh, which is translated here uh, to disobey the order of the spiritual master, consider the spiritual master an ordinary person. The spiritual master being one who is given the holy name, and, and that, that, that person who is a servant of the holy name should therefore uh, be respected as such. Shruti uh, Satam Nindam, to blaspheme uh, the uh, Vedas, the Shruti, and the Shastra, the Vedic literature. Uh, uh, the fifth offense is called Artavada, literally to give up purport. Uh, 
Or that is to make up some interpretation of the holy name. Uh, uh, people sometimes said, you know, I remember Allen Ginsberg on a radio show, he was, you know, the, the American famous beatnik hippie poet to one of the early peoples to, to uh, uh, associate some with Srila Prabhupada. And, but he said, you know, you have to listen to the silence between the names, between the syllables, you know, different things like that, uh, uh, things like that. Why does the holy name work? Well, because it's Krishna. Krishna is the supreme pure uh, and purifying. And that, that's, that's why uh, the holy name has so much power because it's none different from Krishna. And to consider the glories of the holy name to be uh, an imagination, some kind of pious exaggeration and all that other stuff. Uh, uh, to uh, commit sin on the strength of chanting is the way we usually say that. Uh, here the uh, to commit sin, yeah, nam nam balad on the strength of the holy name, uh, papa uh, 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 to commit uh, sin like that. Uh, uh, so if you think that's because the Hare Krishna mantra can counteract sinful activities, that's great. So now I'll commit sins. Not worry about it too much because I just chant afterwards and uh, and I'll be pure. Prabhupada describes this as engaging the holy name in one's sinister purposes, the wicked purposes. Uh, uh, I, I, when I was a child, I had a friend who was Catholic and he didn't mind committing sins because he could always go to the priest on Saturday and confess them and they would go away. But because I was a Protestant, I didn't have that option. <laughs> I was just stuck with my sins. So he had a better time than I did. <laughs> so this is, uh, this is also a, sin, a similar thing with the Holy Name. To think of it as uh, just a ritualistic auspicious activity, uh, fruit of activity, karma kanda, uh, fruit of activity. Uh, the, the, the ninth offense is interesting to preach uh, the uh, uh, to instruct actually the uh, the uh, uh, glories of the holy name to a person who's really doesn't want to hear it, who's faithless or reluctant to. To, to listen to it, you, you don't want want to uh, 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 do that. You want to be at least there to be some preliminary interest, maybe. Halpat sometimes says we take a risk when we speak to a group of people about the glories of the Holy Name. You don't know who may be coming into the room. We said we we take that risk, but otherwise. Uh, Uh, it's it's wrong. 
interesting in this list here. Oh yeah, see, uh, here, here, here's one list I've, I've gotten from, taken from the Padma Purana, and uh, it's interesting that they leave one out. Okay, we'll go back. Because uh, of the tenth offense, it uh, 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 is is that uh, uh, to go on thinking uh, uh, even after hearing all the glories of the holy name uh, and, and still ignoring. Uh, I think we say this is not to have complete faith in the chanting of the holy names and to maintain material desires. Uh, yeah, this is the way, this is a slightly different translation, but this is, that's the idea. If one has heard the glories of the transcendental holy name of the Lord, but nevertheless continues in a material concept of life, thinking I am this body and everything in related, relationship to the body is mine, aham mameti, That's also an offense. And then, what happens is between uh, uh, between offense eight and nine, there are these words api pramadaha. Uh, to think of it as a, 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 a ritualistic activity, that's the eighth offense, ninth offense, uh, to preach the glories of the Lord of the Holy Name. Uh, there's this apipramadaha, and it's not listed in the ten offenses, and therefore we all say, it is also an offense to be inattentive all chanting, because that pramadaha means uh, uh, literally distraction or insanity. Abhi Pramadaha. Uh, and the, the reason <laughs> that we have it listed as the 11th offense, even though we always say there are 10 offenses, is there's different ways. The, the verses in Sanskrit, they aren't numbered. And you can combine two together and you know, have that in, uh, 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 as, a, uh, as a separate offense. Uh, and uh, I think uh, um, yeah, I, I forgot exactly how I looked once. How, how Bhaktivedanta Thakur one place combines two of them and has this as a as an offense in one place and another place. Bhaktivedanta Thakur does it differently. I don't remember exactly how now. Uh, but actually, Api uh, Pramadaha. It is also an offense to be, when we say that, uh, we may think uh, that's not so important. But, but in, in the Harinam Shintamani, which is a book by Bhaktivinoda Thakur, which uh, depicts Lord Chaitanya and, and Haridas Thakur having a conversation about the chanting of the Holy Name, in that book, uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says that this uh, pramadaha, inattentiveness of, while chanting, is the uh, offense 
from which all the other offenses spring. In a sense, it's all of them. I mean, pramadaha, distraction, inattentive, kind of craziness, pramada. I mean, I have a Sanskrit dictionary right here, what the word means. I'll see what it says exactly. A second. Yeah, so I wonder if that word is different with the wrong A. Yeah, pramada, uh, intoxication. Uh, uh, That's one meaning. Madness, insanity, Uh, negligence, carelessness. Uh, So that's the idea of pramada. So, in a sense, all the offenses are a kind of pramada. But it's mentioned here, uh, here as this inattentiveness. So, Bhaktivinotaku, in, in this book, Hainam uh, Chintamani, he says that's the seedbed from which all the other offenses grow. This means that if we're not dealing with that offense, we're going to have trouble dealing with all the others. So the first thing is, if we are serious about uh, cultivating the Holy Name and getting all the benefits it can give us, we have to be chanting while trying to give up offenses. Uh, Offensive chanting, just this nam aparat, when we're chanting, committing offenses, and not doing much about it, then the holy name is not much better than letters of the alphabet. Uh, If we're trying to give up offenses, then we are, therefore, trying to become free from offenses, then we're on the the clearing stage of chanting. And then, uh, then there's the pure stage. Uh, and corresponding with the stages, the name is manifest in three ways. One is Namaparat, which is close to useless. Uh, Namabasa, uh, the shadow of the name, you could translate it that way, or the reflection of the name. Uh, or, as Haridas Thakur is quoted in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, the dawning light of the name. It's not the name, but the, da- the, 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 the irradiance of the name, the, the, penum- the umbra of the name. Uh, the, that's that's uh, not the Shudanam, but the, this Namabasa. And then, when we're pure chanting, then is manifest the Shudanam, the, the pure name. 
So these are three uh, levels of, uh, three kinds of chanting. Uh, Haridas Thakur uses this example of Namabasa. Uh, he talks about the dawning, dawning twilight. Twilight means half light. So in the early morning, the sun is below the horizon, you can't see the sun, but the dawning light is in the sky. That's Abasa. And he says that the forest at night is a very dangerous place. Because there's wild animals. Uh, he mentions uh, robbers, thieves, what they call dacoits in India, you know, bad guys. And also he met, mentions bhutas, pretas, pishachas, ghosts, hobgoblins, demons. These, these three things make the forest at night very dangerous. But just when the dawning light is in the sky, the forest becomes safe. All it takes is that dawning light. Be, 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 because, because then uh, the wild animals go back to their dens and lairs or whatever they go, and the robbers and thieves go, out to their, go back to their hideouts. And we know that Dracula returns to his coffin and the werewolf goes back to being a human being. We've seen those authoritative movies. Uh, so the, these, are, these are, the forest is safe. So similarly says, just Namabasa, this is what Haridas Thakur says. He says it's an assembly. He was asked to speak to this assembly. Uh, and he said, this Nam Abasa, the result of that is the destruction of sinful reactions, and one comes to the platform of mukti. You're liberated. Mere Nam Abbas gives liberation. And the pure name, Shuddhanam, gives Krishna Prema. Now, if you read this episode in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, somebody got really upset with him and, and uh, uh, said, that can't be, you know. Uh, this was some Mayavadi Brahmana. But anyway, to have a Muslim addressing a simile of Brahmana was already like upsetting some people, I'm sure. And then, then, then he said, uh, you know, uh, something about cursing him so your nose would fall off, and he got leprosy and his nose fell off. Anyway, that's a whole story. So anyway, that's what he said, that, that, that's where this Arinastakur says, this Namabasa, it, it, it gives liberation. Uh, and sinful reactions will, will, go, will go. So this inattentiveness while chanting if we want to be, uh, uh, clear up the offenses, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says this pramadaha, this inattentiveness, is, that the, 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 is like the, the fertile ground on which all the other senses grow. So that means that if we're not dealing with this one, we will not be uh, able to deal effectively with the others. 
That's, to me, that's like really important news. Because this is one that we can get a handle on. Not blaspheming the devotees, okay, some of them are nice, others are a little hard to deal with, and you know, some of them are, yeah, great devotees, but you can't stand them. Anyway, for some reason, you know, you know, anybody who's, you know, a Libra you don't like, or whatever it may be, you know. So the complicated stuff, uh, when, you, when you deal with all these things, but if you just deal with, with, with inattentiveness while chanting. Uh, so that means that, that here, here when you sit down to chant, and you just talk about doing japa, you're in a real uh, simple situation. There's not a lot of devotees around. You know, you're, maybe they may be, but they're doing something and they're not bothering you <laughs> or whatever, you know. Uh, somebody may slam a door sometime, but anyway, you you know, you 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 you're in a s- simple little uh, arena. Uh, let's say an area of action, like a boxing ring or something. Uh, and who's who's on or stage? Who's on stage? There's you, the chanter. There's the holy name. And there's your mind. And so while we are chanting the holy name in Japa, to, we have to pay attention to the holy name. That's, I mean, if you want to show respect to somebody, you pay attention. If somebody is trying to call me and I'm ignoring them, that's disrespectful. Maybe intentionally so, but that's how you show disrespect. And if you respect somebody, you're attentive uh, to them. So the first respect and honor we show the Holy Name is that we pay attention. It's interesting that, you know, uh, uh, consciousness is directed by attention. And that attention we can control. We, we focus our attention just on the sound of the Holy Name, just Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Right? Simple enough, right? Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna. Hare Hare. And maybe we can try to think, remember this is the vocative case, so we're really talking to the Holy Name. It's very interesting we're, we're talking to the Holy Name. It's in the vocative case, we're addressing the Holy Name. Uh, so, we're talking to the Holy Name. By means of the Holy Name, with the Holy Name. And what are we asking for? The Holy Name. We're asking for the pure Name. So it's a kind of very concentrated situation, talking to the Holy Name, with the Holy Name, for the Holy Name. That's, I mean, that's great. <laughs> it's just like really concentrated. So all you got to do is fix your attention on the Holy Name. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. And, and I, those, the Holy Name 
Bhaktivinoda Thakur describes a holy name as consisting of eight pairs of name, names. I find that useful because sort of for, for the speed my mind works whatever, Hare Krishna is sort of a, a moment, you know. So I think of the Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare as these, these eight pairs of names. He also says something interesting too, we can talk about later if you want to. He, he says that each pair of names in succession indicates one of the eight Shashastika prayers, which is really an interesting uh, idea. But anyway, there it is, eight pairs of names. You focus your mind, and when we sit and we do that, we usually notice that maybe after one mantra or two mantras, or depending upon circumstances, suddenly we notice we're thinking of something else. Our mind has gone so much. We're still going Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, but now I'm thinking uh, something popped into my head, whatever it may be. My mind has gone away. So what do I do now? I can let it wander. I spent a lot of times getting a lot of good ideas while chanting the holy name. Somebody once told me that. Well, yeah, when I chant, I get lots of good ideas. So it sort of allows you to, your mind to roam and free associate, and you think of different things, and you know. But that's nam aparat. But the mind goes away. So what do we do? As soon as we notice that the mind has gone away, because sometimes it may take an embarrassing few mantras to notice that actually you're thinking about something else. I mean, you may be thinking, my God, did I lock the car or not? You know, those kind of thoughts, you know, oh, wow, what about that, you know? Well, anyway, there can be so many different reasons your mind suddenly is off the holy name. It's not going to be the same for everybody, and the same for us every day, but it goes away, you bring it back. And then, you keep chanting, and it goes away, you bring it back. So long as we are watching out, and when the mind goes away, we bring it back, we are chanting on the clearing stage. It is, in other words, within our power to chant on the clearing stage, to be trying to focus our attention on the holy name. And, and when we do that, then the potencies of the holy name are really activated. And if you, we just persist and don't quit, Don't get discouraged. Discouragement is not allowed. I mean, some people have a hard time. I, I mean, we, we've had devotees that, that, that are, are literally, you know, by, 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 by the material uh, 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 scientists, doctors, are considered insane. Or at least they've got a kind of disorder, mental disorder of some kind. If that's the case, you will have that person will have more problems. Other people it will be easier. 
if you're a person whose natural mode is the mode of goodness, it will be easier. The mode of passion, that's, you know, it will, it will be harder. Because your mind will really be darting around like a, like this, going this, that other thing, you know. Thinking of this, thinking of that, solving this problem, solving that problem. If you're in the mode of ignorance, your distraction will be... Fall asleep, wake up. When I was a new temple president, and I began to understand this a little bit, I, I would have make sure that all the devotees in the temple would chant in the temple room. And I had this water squirter. <laughs> you know, and you have one setting. It would, it would, you know, go, go about three meters, maybe. You know, and somebody was falling asleep. I mean, that's what I used to do. I don't know if that was offensive or not, but most of those people are still devotees. <laughs> So one thing you may need is to get more sleep, you know, I, I, that, that may be a, another thing. You think you're Superman or Superwoman, you don't need to sleep, and you do need to sleep. So, so that's another form of distraction. So there can be distraction, you know, in the mode of passion. Mostly passion and goodness, you can concentrate your mind better, the mode of goodness. And that's why we follow regulative principles. If we start to follow the regular principles, it is easier to control the mind. Material desires are not coming up all the time to distract you. Uh, that's, that's, you know, motor passion and motor ignorance are our enemies. So, th- so this, is, this is how we have to chant, but it's... To, to me, it's, it, 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 it's really nice that it's so simple in a way. There's just you, your mind, and the holy name. And then you start to really spend this time trying to chant the holy name while paying attention. And when it goes away, you bring it back. Uh, this, this is the process. Now, actually... Uh, if, if you read in, in the Bhagavad Gita, the sixth chapter, Krishna describes to Arjuna the process of yoga. And that applies to our japa, our chanting of the holy name, too. Uh, um, if I can find, I didn't mark the verse here, I'm sorry about that. And Prabhupada marks here, uh, uh, remarks here that the process of yoga centers around the mind. I mean, you, we think of yoga as breathing exercises, asanas, and so on. Uh, but the idea is ultimately to deal with the mind. He says, this is, this is stated in the very beginning of the chapter, uh, uh, where uh, Krishna says that uh, one must deliver himself with the help of his mind and must not degrade himself. The mind is the friend of the conditioned soul 
and his enemy as well. For one who has conquered the mind, the mind is the best friend. So when we want to make the mind pay attention to the holy name, uh, the mind is not our friend when it wants to go away. When finally we begin to conquer the mind, when we have the habits of concentration, you know, the mind is like a creature of habits. And it's very hard to change habits. But we get it to change the habit of paying attention to the holy name. We have the habits of, uh, of, of, of Krishna consciousness rather than the habits of sense gratification. Then uh, 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 we are in good shape. For, one who, for him who has conquered the mind, the mind is the best of friends. Then you have the habit. If you sit down every if you can do this, sit down in one place. Like for example, when, when, I, when I first started chanting Hare Krishna, just in my home, I got some beads, uh, and uh, I, I made a little altar. I discovered uh, this little statue I had on my desk was actually Lord Balaram, and I moved it and made it my little altar. Uh, there was, a, there was a, a lady who lived next door that we were helping her, my wife was helping her fill out government forms. She was having a hard time. So she'd come in the house once in a while. And she noticed that, that I had, was doing some spiritual practice. And she thought that was very good. She was a Christian lady. We said, very good, I have a spiritual practice. She thought that was great. And she told that to my wife. And she said she wanted to give me something. And what she gave me was a prayer rug. A Muslim prayer rug that was in her closet. Uh, one of her children had gone to Mecca on, on pilgrimage. He was a black Muslim that we had at the time in America, this interesting group. But anyway, uh, and had brought it back for his mother. His mother's a Christian, she, but she put it in the closet. But then when she saw that, that I had a spiritual practice, she gave me the prayer rug. And I found out if I, when I chanted Japa, I put that prayer rug down and sat on it. I mean, it, it helped. It helped. You know, immediately I put that prayer on down, my mind began to get in the mood for japa. Now, so there's, there are things like that that we can do. If you're living at home and in an environment, different th you, things you do, put, on, put down a rug, put on a, a chatter or something like that. You know, do, do something that, that reminds you of spiritual practice. And so you get these habits, uh, uh, like this. And then, you know, uh, Krishna goes on, then in this chapter, to uh, uh, describe uh, the practice of yoga. He talks about a secluded place, a sacred place. Now he's thinking of the Astanga yoga system particularly which requires, you know, going into the forest and all those things and, uh, 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 and sitting. Then, talks about regulation and sleep and other, other habits. Uh, then he says here, as a lamp in a windless place does not waver, so the transcendentalist 
whose mind is controlled remains always steady in his meditation on the transcendent self. So we put it into terms of what we're doing. That's like our attention should be unflickering. Like a, like a candle flame where there's no wind. It's just steady, not flickering, going here or there. Uh, uh, that is our meditation. And then he talks about samadhi. Uh, 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 then he says... One should engage oneself in the practice of yoga with determination and faith and not be deviated from the path. One should abandon, without exception, all material desires born of mental speculation and thus control all the senses on all sides by the mind. Gradually, step by step, one should become situated in trance by means of the intelligence. So this is buddhi. There's a good re- see, good reason why Krishna consciousness so often is described as buddhi yoga. Because buddhi, intelligence, uh, higher than the mind, is buddhi. And, and buddhi is what directs our attention. Uh, uh, and Buddhi is also the agent by which the Supersoul gives us direction. Uh, so this is... Uh, uh, so our practice is by means of intelligence, sustained by firm conviction, and the mind should be fixed on the uh, self alone, uh, uh, and should think of nothing else. Then. From wherever the mind wants. So when it says self here, we can substitute holy name. That's our practice. From wherever the mind wanders due to its flickering and unsteady nature, one must certainly withdraw it and bring it back under the control of the self. So here it's mentioned that the mind is this nature that's chanchalam and ashtiram. Uh, flickering and un, uh, unsteady. Uh, uh, so then, uh, these are his directions. Uh, then Arjuna gives his objections. This can't be done. He says, this system of yoga, it's impractical and unendurable because the mind is restless and unsteady. Remember this in the sixth chapter? This is text 33, Arjuna speaking. The mind is restless, turbulent. You know the word turbulent? When the airplane starts bumping around, they hit air turbulence. (laughs) It's turbulence. The mind is restless, turbulent, obstinate. It wants to do its own thing and very strong. And I think it is more difficult than controlling the wind. Those are his objections. And Krishna says, you're right. It is hard. It is 
very difficult to control the restless mind, but it's, it, it, it's possible by suitable practice and by detachment. Now the word here is abhyasa. That's a very interesting word that's used for practice here, abhyasena, by means of abhyasa. Abhyasa means practice. And practice means repetition. When you want to learn something, you practice. When I was a child, I tried to learn to play the violin, and you had to take this instrument and go ta 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 ta. These are exercises, right? Ta 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 ta. And if you you know stayed with it after a while, you got a little better. That's practice. It's just repetition. And so every time we sit down to chant the Holy Name, that should be, you know, our important practice that we do every day. Uh, and, uh, and then he says, uh, by, by abhyasa and vairagya, detachment. That's why we have our, if you want to actually be able to concentrate the, the activities that involve us in the mode of passion and ignorance, they have to go away. We have, we, have to, we have to stop them. So we have to become detached. Abhyasa. There's other place, if you look up the word abhyasa in the Bhagavad abhyasa, yoga, yuktena, chetasa, na anyagamana, with the practice of yoga, chetasa, and the mind not going anywhere else. Then you see the Supreme Personality, Param Purusham Divyam Vyanti. Then you, then you can see this. This is Abhyasa Yoga. So it means this repetition. So this, is, this should be our, our core practice. Of course, we do the Holy Name also in Kirtan or with other people while chanting with music. And, uh, that's also important. And, and in a sense, uh, uh, any activity of glorifying the Lord can be the same as this. But we've been given this you know, this mantra and been told to chant 16 rounds a day on it. So it has, has to be, you know, we get initiated, we take a vow to do this. This, ha- this has to be really central. Uh, and it should be taken very seriously. As soon as we are seriously chanting like this, and therefore on the clearing stage, and it is really possible to go very quickly to the clearing stage. We may have a hard time controlling our mind, but as long as we are trying, we are on the clearing stage. And then things start to happen. Then the potencies of the Holy Name start to go to work on our mind and heart. And you can feel it. You can feel the modes of passion and the modes of ignorance will start to decrease. And then you will start to receive guidance from within about what you should do. And not only guidance from within, it'll come from without. 
You'll hear somebody talking to somebody, one devotee talking to another devotee in the next room, but what they're saying is just what you needed to hear. Krishna will start giving you guidance and it won't be subtle. And there's two really good things when you start to see this happen. The first really good thing is that you know what to do. The second really good thing is you realize that you have a relationship with Krishna and that Krishna is helping you. And this idea that the Lord is in the heart and all this stuff which you may have accepted theoretically now becomes a a direct experience. And you start to have some really nice, really good feelings about Krishna. Not just theoretical feelings, but, you know, from concrete things that Krishna is doing. So these are why we should come to chant and how we should come to chant on this clearing stage. You can give guidance. You get guidance yourself and you become capable also of giving good guidance to other people. You not, not only help, it's not just your own spiritual advancement. In, since we are Sankirtan, we are all together. You help other people. And if the people around you are getting good, they'll help you. So, uh, uh, this is why this, this, this practice of cultivating the holy name uh, is so important. Krishna says, he answers Arjuna's doubts ultimately in 6.36, for one whose mind is unbridled, you know a bridle is what uh, you, go, uh, you guide a horse with, controlled, for one whose mind is unbridled, Self-realization is difficult work, but he whose mind is controlled and who strives by appropriate means is assured of success. That is my opinion. Uh, uh, And this is is Krishna laying it all out very nicely and simply uh, to Arjuna in this way. Uh, And... uh, 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 yeah, that's 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 our process with the holy name. Why don't I uh, see now if there anybody so far has any questions or comments or doubts, fears, good suggestions, <laughs> additions? Yes, again. I didn't understand. One thing is that the holy name is not different from Krishna, but when we're chanting offensively, it's letters of the alphabet. It's no better than letters of the alphabet. Yeah, be, 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 because the holy name is a person, and if if we're being offense, when you say offensive, offensive to whom? To the holy name. So Krishna is. We really don't want Krishna for being offensive to the holy name, and Krishna's okay, staying back. It, so so the potencies of the holy name are not released. Uh, I, I mean, it's very powerful. Like, for example, if a bunch of devotees who's having a Harinam on the street, uh, and like we used to do in, uh, in Philadelphia, we would go out at night some, in the evening sometimes, and there would be a bar, 
and it's a warm day and the, the people are standing outside the bar drinking and they see the Hari Nam party, they all jump, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna. And they jump up and down and chant. They're not offensive. They don't know enough to be offensive. You know, so the potencies are there right from the beginning. The, the Many devotees have noticed the phenomena that when they first become involved with Krishna consciousness, they immediately uh, uh, feel a great deal of advancement. They get a great deal of conviction because everything changes. But then after they have a lot of well, that seems to go away, and now it becomes more difficult. This is such a phenomenon that many people have said it, and many people independently have given an explanation which I believe is the wrong explanation. Or, yeah, wrong. What they say is, well, to encourage you at the beginning, Krishna gives you some special mercy, but then he takes it away and you have to now do something on your own. I don't think that's precisely what happens. I think in the beginning, you don't know enough to commit offenses. You don't, you think all the devotees are great souls. Then you get to know them. In the beginning, when you were an idiot, at least you were committing Vaishnava Aparat. Now to not commit Vaishnava Aparat becomes a little more tricky. Uh, in the beginning, you chanted Hare Krishna with some enthusiasm and, and so on, and then, you know, after day after day, you have some really bad days, it becomes tedious, your chanting starts to sound like nish 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 nom 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 nish 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 nom nom. Let me get it over with, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's what that's what tends to happen, I think. Uh, that, 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 that's why uh, you, you have that phenomenon. So the potencies are there, but we have to we have to be able to, to receive them. And they do work. To, up to some extent, but then to, to go on, we have to avoid the offenses. Remember, the whole thing is about a relationship with Krishna. And a relationship means there's a cultivation on both sides. I have to show Krishna I'm interested and draw closer to Krishna. Krishna draws closer to me. Then I can say, well, Krishna, I want you, but maybe not for a little while later. I want to do a few things first. That may happen. St. Augustine made this famous remark. He said, when I was young and foolish, I prayed, Lord, give me chastity, but not just yet. So, <laughs> some, 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 this is an offense against the holy name, by the way. It, it is not an offense against the holy name to have material desires. The offense is maintaining material desires. There's a difference. If I have material desires, I should be asking Krishna, please destroy them. If I say, please destroy all my material desires, but this one, 
then that's maintaining a material desire. Why is it an offense to the holy name? Because I'm thinking that somehow if I get love for Krishna, I'll still not be satisfied. We should have faith that if we get Krishna consciousness, we will be satisfied in every sphere. I was once trying to, I was riding with a devotee and uh, I was talking to him about this. And he said, yeah, you're right, you know, but I just don't want to be poor like you. <laughs> he was always trying to get some business going to make money, you know. And, uh, uh, he was really afraid. Anyway, but, you know, you should... <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we have to say, yeah, you know, I just have the faith that Krishna somehow or other, he'll, he'll give me everything that I need. This is, it is faith. I won't, I won't be, and maybe I'll be poor, but maybe I'll be rich, but I'll, whatever it is, if I have the holy name, I'll be satisfied. Because we should think, actually realize that Krishna knows what is good for us better than we do. We've already got a long history of mistakes. Yeah? Uh, you, you said that uh, it's really our power to... Uh, fix to choose to fix the tentative of the name. Uh, we have that power to do it. Yeah, we have our power to try. We may not be very successful at first. We may have a mind, we have, may have, uh, I don't know how, they claim that in America there's a big problem with what they call attention deficit disorder. And they've been drugging a lot of school kids so they, because their minds are going everywhere. It's hard, right? I mean, especially today, so many distractions. Have you noticed? <laughs> Facebook, selfies, you know. I mean, you know, traveling through Europe, I'm going to you know, some of the great places uh, in European history, great cathedrals, wonderful things, and people have these selfie sticks in front, taking their picture with them as backdrops. Why bother to go? You know, I, I don't understand. Anyway, everyone is distracted. In fact, you know, the, 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 the Anglo-American poet T.S. Eliot, famous poet, one of his poems descri describing modern life, he says, distracted from distraction by distraction. And that was in the 1930s he wrote that, or 20s, you know. It's gotten only worse. So people's minds are getting less and less able to focus. And so they, they, there's actually, they call this, you know, in some cases, attention deficit disorder. They may decide there's no such thing and they're wrong drugging all these kids. I just heard they may be doing that. But anyway, people are distracted all the time. They've got, got one life going... I, I notice, like, the younger generation, you know, they're sitting talking to each other, like five people, and they're texting each other with their thumbs at the same time. There's, like, two levels of conversation going on. That, that's what's happening, right? So for those people to actually sit down and read one book at one time and pay attention, maybe not good training for that.
So, so uh, we, 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 we are going against the tendency of the age and the people that we may get to practice Krishna consciousness may have a harder and harder time because just the art of paying attention and concentrating on something they're used to things changing very fast. You, you watch the movies of Igmar Bergman, there, you know, the, the camera's in one place and stays in one place and has one shot for a whole five minutes, you know? Nobody does that. Boom, 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 change, 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 change. Kind of something new every minute, you know? That, that's a problem. And if anybody has good suggestions how to treat people for that problem, <laughs> recovering from distraction, <laughs> but that's what's necessary. This concentration. You want to add some more? Uh, so you, you said that it's within our power to try. Yeah. And uh, but this element of mercy, how important it is that to be successful when you try. It's what I think success in trying is not to quit. It may take a while. It may be very difficult. And you'll have good days and bad days. Sometimes you don't know why it's a good day or a bad day. Maybe it has to do with where the planet Mercury is situated at that time in the heavens. I don't know. What are all the influences? So you may have good days and you may have bad days. But you keep trying. And the effort of keeping trying, it shows Krishna that you're interested. And, and I think you'll see that it will, or whoever it is, will become a little more able to understand how they can improve uh, along this way. But the, the attempt just shows we are interested. We don't quit. You don't turn away. And in any endeavor in the material world, Sometimes you have to keep trying. You know, that, that's, that's, that's there. Yeah. But in this case, since you're dealing with Krishna, actually you will be successful. Because the, 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 you, know, you may want to get a relationship with a, with a girl or a, boy, or a girl or a boy with a girl, girl with a boy. They may not really want you, but Krishna wants you. The, the fact about Krishna is that in the spiritual world he's surrounded by perfect devotees and he wants us back. We're also devotees. We belong there. But somehow or other we, mm, I'm here, I want to do my own thing, you know. We're sulking around in this world, you know. Ignoring Krishna. Trying to have our own little God projects going on instead or whatever. He wants us back. You have to accept this fact that he wants us back. There's something in each one of us that he sees is, I would have to say, uniquely valuable. We're each an individual. That means everyone is different from, no two individuals are alike. Are the same, we're not, everyone's an individual. And everyone has something to contribute See, Krishna is ever-increasing. 
And what makes him increase are the relationships and that reciprocal happiness he experiences with devotees. And he wants us to be part of that. And we have something to add to it. So he wants us. Uh, the, the, yeah, and the proof that he wants us is that Lord Chaitanya came to get us. That we know the difficulty, person we are familiar with the difficulty that Srila Prabhupada went through to bring Krishna consciousness to the West. Why did he go to such difficulty? Because Krishna wants us back. So you, you, we, you may have low self-esteem, we may not think we're very valuable, but whatever it is, Krishna wants us. And you don't argue with him. He does. <laughs> yeah? process and we chant Hare Krishna and we try and we get Krishna's mercy then it's going to work but then sometimes like we've all been around and heard different things and devotees come back and they say unless it's the pure name he's not having any effect and unless we try to also understand and think about Krishna's pastimes and the chanting we're not going to really reach Krishna but, 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 but actually it is the holy name and mm -hmm. it's the fact that we're given by the Vaishnavas so, so so what is a good way to kind of strengthen that idea without being like flippant or... Like without being what? I don't know, without being... <coughs> but also taking these points seriously because sometimes I think those ideas become like a distraction that we can yeah. do something else. Yeah, well, well um, I, Prabhupada did tell us something. I have given you everything. You don't really have to look for something, you know, special, some nurse mercy we missed out on. He said, I've given you everything, and he really has. He really has. And, and uh, um, we just really seriously have to take this process of becoming free of chanting. We can't maybe chant original, uh, right off the bat the pure name. We can come to the Namabasa platform. And that, it was the platform of advancement to the pure name. And at that point, with, when we're trying to chant purely, when we're trying to chant offenselessly, the, Prabhupada calls this almost pure chanting. And that will, that will give us the direction how to go further. And if you want, you know, some, some special guru to come from somewhere and say, okay, here's the pure name, take it, you've got it, you know. I, it doesn't, doesn't work that way. It's, 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 somebody wants something else. Uh, so we're expected, we're expected to gradually become free uh, from all the offenses against the holy name. And then we should see this development take place.
you know, that, that material desired lust, greed, and anger should decrease. If they don't, they're, we're doing something wrong. Right. But we, you can get instruction how to, how, to, how to correct it, what to do next. And we know the stages that you will go through uh, uh, after, after you know uh, this this purification takes place, and we chant uh, on the on the clearing platform. And then we should start uh, to become fixed, nishta, become, become fixed in Krishna consciousness. Once you reach that nishta platform. Very rarely that anyone go away. That's the meaning of fixed. People, you can fall down after that, but it's uh, very, very rare. Uh, then you develop a taste for the holy name. Asakti. Well, no, ruchi is a taste for the holy name. And then asakti means addiction. There's more than a taste. These are the stages we know one after the other. We can go through them if you want to. We have to, but this is this these this is we know step by step what the the stages that lead from this Ado Shraddha, Sadhu Sangota, Nartanivritti. We've been talking about Anartanivritti. And these things will 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 take place one after another. There's a sequence. Uh, and and uh, as uh, and we're dealing with Krishna in the heart, you know, he'll, he'll Krishna will make arrangements for us if we really want him. He'll yeah, he's he's in charge. Yeah. Um, in your article, Japa, an outline, <clears throat> you write, and we call to Krishna, and he responds. The next question to confront us is, are we interested in pursuing this relationship building further and how far? At each step we must decide to go forward and hesitate to back out somewhat or altogether. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if you could just comment on that a little bit. Yeah, let me look at this outline again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if everybody's familiar with this document. I published it at one time on the website, I guess. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, so we're when we chant Japa, as I said, we're calling to Krishna. He's responding. Now, how do we want to so really it's about a relationship. It, 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 the whole thing is about relationship with Krishna, yeah? bhakti. Uh, so we we can we we have to as we go further the, to build this relationship. We have we our freedom is there. We decide: Are we going to go further? Uh, am I going to wait? We can procrastinate. We can maybe there's some material desire there that that we 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 have the illusion that we need. Uh, uh, 
uh, it's difficult. Even Prabhupada tells us, you know, that 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 uh, that Bhakti Siddhanta was appearing in in him to dream several times, telling him to take sannyas. And Prabhupada said, "What did he say? Do you remember?" Horrible. I was horrified. <laughs> I was horrified. But he did it, didn't he? Even though at first, you know, he was, oh, wow, how can I do this? And what, he had, what, six children? I mean, it's like a big old-fashioned family, you know? I was horrified. But he had, you know, the last letter he, from his spiritual master said to preach in English, which meant go to the West. Everybody knew that. And the very first time he met with Bhakti Siddhanta, he told him that. So here is like a pattern, you know. He knows what surrender would mean. It means you give up, you go to the West, that means, you know, become a sannyasi. He was a householder. He was always maintaining his household. He never was a, lived in, a, in the Matsa monasteries. He wasn't a monk. He was a householder. But to be freed up to go to the West, well, I mean, he had to take sannyasi. And it was hard. I happened to have lunch one time uh, in Vrindavan with his son Vrindavan Das. It was his youngest son. Uh, and he was very young when Prabhupada left the family. And he was, some of Prabhupada's family, you know, we, we had a lawsuit trying to claim that Iskand belonged to them. Anyway. Uh, but but this, this Vrindavan Das was like quite favorable to Iskand. So he, he, we were having lunch with him at, at, at the Krishna Balaram temple. And one of the devotees I was with said to, said to Vrindavan Das, uh, he said, when Pr- Prabhupada left the family, how did you feel? And I thought, my God, what a question to ask, you know? I mean, anyway, I was a little annoyed that he asked that question. Because, and Vrindavan Das you know, got this look on his face. You know, you could see how much he'd suffered that his father had left him at a young age. I mean, he supported him and helped him go and everything, but you can see what it was like. And then he said, the answer to the question was, it was as though we were riding in, in a train, a railroad train, and we discovered, and then there was no uh, no engineer uh, guiding the train, as he said it was like. And there was kind of a really awkward silence, and then I said to Vrindavandas, I said, well, I said, your loss was our gain. <laughs> and I was like, something tactful, you know. But you can see, I mean, he, what he put his son through. And Prabhupada knew how that son would feel. So he was horrified. But, but, you know, he did it. So sometimes there may be different reasons in the course of what we have to do that, that there'll be something difficult. So we may decide to go forward. We may hesitate. We may back out. Some people seem to leave their Krishna consciousness at what seems to be a pretty high level. Uh, of advancement. So we have to decide. You always are deciding 
I'm going to go forward with a relationship with Krishna. We, our, we don't lose our freedom. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Look, he was here before you were. He said, go ahead. I just wonder, uh, you're speaking about uh, to be fixed in Krishna consciousness. That means uh, to be on the level of of Nishta. Nishta, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that means that you wake up and you're Krishna conscious and and, uh, and it includes the nights and, and dreams and everything, or what, what does it mean? No, it, it, nishta, six, six means that, that whether you feel like it or not, you'll still perform as just as though you were an advanced devotee. You may have good days and bad days, but nobody will be able to tell from your behavior whether it's a good day or a bad day. That's what nishta is. Your, your, yeah. And once you reach nishta, the steadiness, it's you know you don't tend not to fall down. Very rarely, I guess it's possible, but very rarely does it happen. Otherwise, what's the meaning of nishta? Of being fixed. And then ruchi means you actually begin to. Uh, ruchi has at its object the activities of Krishna consciousness. Even at the stage of nishta, sometimes to to sit down and, and, and read Bhagavatam or Bhagavad Gita, you have to kind of force yourself a little. At ruchi, you'd rather do it than any competing material activity. So ruchi has at its objects the, 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 the activities of Krishna consciousness. Asakti has Krishna as its object. Asakti means addiction, literally. You get addicted to Krishna. And not just Krishna in general, it starts to be Krishna in some particular pastime with some, in association with some devotees, there's an emotional relation, a feeling for this Krishna, and out of that emotional relationship, then the beginning of bhava comes up. That's my understanding of those, how that how that proceeds. So you were next. Yeah. Uh, chanting uh, attentively with focus, uh, controlling the mind seems to to me, to require quite some energy input. Energy? Energy. Yeah. yeah. I wonder when that energy is not there, for example, with a prolonged health issue or so, yeah. then is there some other source of energy that we can tap into? That's an interesting, that's in interesting, uh, interesting question. Yeah. Uh, uh, sometimes, uh, Depending how, how bad the health issue is, pain is a big distraction. You know, to focus the mind on Krishna, like some pain is there. Uh, th that's difficulty. And it, it, you have to see what, what you can do, you know. Some painkillers may be helpful to a certain degree, and in a certain degree may, may do just the opposite, you know. Uh, 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 
but but uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I have to deal with, to my mind, particular cases. I, I mean, I have been really, really sick sometimes, you know, uh, and, and uh, I found that. Uh, even if I couldn't chant with beats, or even chant sitting up, I could always, you know, say in my mind, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. That didn't take that much energy. I have that experience as well, when you're sick for a short time, even with fever and so for a few weeks, but when it's more prolonged, for yeah. years and so, chronic, mm-hmm. then it's, it's a much bigger challenge. Yeah, it is a bigger challenge. But it should be possible. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, and and uh, again, I, I always think that there's, uh, it's not just about you yourself by yourself, it's you in relationship to Krishna. And that if we keep the sense that we're calling out to Krishna and we're trying to establish the relationship with Krishna in some difficult times, because we're preparing for a difficult time. The time of death is very distracting from what I've been told. Very, very distracting. So, uh, I, I, I've tried to treat any kind of physical uh, or mental disturbance as a chance to practice. <laughs> Let's work on it here when th- this is happening. I mean, I, you always, you know, I preach Krishna make it easy, but, you know, this is, this is something we have to, have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. About this living life, um, my question is like this: Is it not the base of all this distraction and uh, offensive uh, chanting? Is the lack of sambanda, lack of ch- real relationship, establish real relationship with Krishna, and uh, and how we can establish this uh, relationship more and more? I heard that uh, hearing and le- reading about the Krishna's pastimes can uh, awake this uh, love and uh, mm-hmm. a- attraction towards him. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Rukmini, Rukmini never had seen uh, yeah, the sure. Lord, but he just heard about him. Yeah, that's called Purva Rag. Yes, uh-huh. and uh, so it's, 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 a, it's not a good idea to read more about Krishna's pastimes and read and read and remember and remember and then establish more relationship and make this loving. When you, when one, once you are in love, once you have a relationship, you never can be on an end. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, everybody is different. And ha- 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 we have so many different ways of relating with Krishna. Uh, some of us will do it by just one book uh, or one pastime of Krishna may somehow really strike us as being like really something we want to meditate on, think about, uh, relish. Uh, Some people really uh, uh, feel very, very close to Krishna when they are to, uh, teaching Krishna consciousness to others. I mean, not everyone is the same. And, and the thing that, that, that each individual does that brings that person 
closer to Krishna. But ultimately, you know, we all get attracted to Krishna. Uh, the, the, this, 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 uh, at, at the stage of, of asakti, we get attracted to Krishna not in the abstract, but very particularly. Krishna in some particular form. Or even in Krishna as Ramachandra. Since today's appearance thing, <laughs> Ram Nomi. Maybe that, you know. Lord Chaitanya had Ram Bhaktas in his, in his entourage, you know. Uh, uh, great Vaishnavas have been uh, devotees of Lord Nasrinadev. You can look at the, the deity of Nisringadeva with Prahlad in his lap and you can say, I want to be just like Prahlad on the lap of Nisringadeva. Yeah, you know, people are different. And, and gradually, how you start to think of yourself in relationship to Krishna, because, because when Krishna starts to become revealed to us, we also become revealed to ourselves who we are actually, because we're not the body, we have a spiritual identity, that spiritual individuality is in relationship with Krishna, that all starts to happen uh, at, at, at the, the stage of, uh, of asakti. And it won't be the same for everybody. Anything else? Prabhu? What uh, is it in uh, Namabas that makes it not the pure name if, it, if all the offenses are gone? What is, why is it not uh, pure? Well, when the offenses are gone, then it is the pure name. Then it's Shudanam. But you said that Namabas. No, f three stages Namaparad, committing offenses, Namabas, clearing stage. Then what's manifest on the clearing stage is Namabas, and then on the pure stage is the Shudanam, the pure name. The pure name is recognized as identical with Krishna in all respects. When the pure name is there, Krishna is there immediately. Okay? Behind you here. Is that a question? Yeah, go ahead. You're the one. Yeah, nobody's behind you. Uh, I wanted to also uh, share about one way how to chant. It's uh, to chant with the voice of Srimad Prabhupada or our spiritual master. You mean like with a tape on or something? Yeah. Uh -huh. So uh, the thing is that sometimes we might not uh, have power to. Uh, to start, uh, what to say, maybe to start now on bus level, or uh, uh, to get into a, a good uh, chanting. But if we pull uh, this recording of how Srimad Prabhupada chants uh, the whole name, so there is this pure level, and uh, it's like uh, it can bring us to it. So if we chant and listen carefully and it can be like uh, on the background, and if you're chanting, then... If it helps you, that's fine. But you, you, when you should be paying attention to the holy name that you're chanting, and just if you hear Prabhupada also chanting, 
And that means that, that you know, you're chanting along with Srila Prabhupada or other devotees. I mean, when you chant in a room, all of the dev- maybe there's a bunch of devotees chanting, still you should pay attention to your own, own chanting. And the other thing is to, is to remind you that when you're chanting and you're chanting in the association with devotees, either they're in the same room or you're using a tape, you're, you know, getting help and reinforcement and support. And, and you can feel, you know, some, some, some support by listening to a tape of Prabhupada chanting. But really, japa is, is, is your own individual chanting. So it's not that you should be chanting japa while paying, listening to, paying attention to Prabhupada's chanting, you should pay attention to your own chanting. Which actually you're paying attention to Krishna. That's my understanding. Yeah? Okay. Anyone else? Yeah. I just had a comment about that as well. Giriyash Maharaj tells a story of, um, in, probably in India, I'm not quite sure, but they were playing a tape of Prabhupada chanting in the temple room during Japa period. And Prabhupada actually came and he said, why are you listening to me chant? You should be listening to you chant. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. So it actually, Prabhupada actually commented on it himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, with the idea that you know, if it's there to support you, that's one thing. But you should be paying attention. Yeah, to you should be. Uh, some people always like to have a Prabhupada chanting japa. Uh, I've never really appreciated, especially when it's so loud you can't hear your own japa. You know. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, that's a habit of a lot of temples. They 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 play the tape of Prabhupada chanting, the loop tape. And you always hear him saying to Nayana Baram, sit properly. <laughs> That's Nayana Baram, who was my first temple president. Sit properly. <laughs> yeah? You're saying how this being inattentive is the fertile ground for all the anarchas and offenses. Mm-hmm. But then we also hear that offenses to the is what destroys everything. Is what? <coughs> destroys everything. Uh-huh. And uh, so, so I wanted to understand which one is the most powerful. Yeah, uh, and, I mean. And also, offenses to devotees. Does it mean that I, that person becomes offended by my action, or does it mean something in my own heart, in my attitude to the uh, w- One should always be the well wisher of devotees. Yeah. You know, that's 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 the main thing. Uh, I'm just going by what Bhaktivinoda Thakur he just talked about this this uh, this uh, one one offense of uh, of inattentiveness as being the one that kind of is the the basis of all the offenses. They're all different ways of not paying attention, in a way. And uh, so this is this is just what he says. Uh, and actually, if you, I think if you look at the list of the, the offenses in the in the, in the Purana, it, it several of them are called the worst offense. <laughs> so so it, uh, it, 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 
may, may depend upon circumstances, which is actually the worst. <laughs> we should avoid them all, huh? Yes? Uh, considering the importance of paying attention, uh, I think it's a real challenge for many people, at least in different points of their devotional career, to, to resolve the con uh, conflict between, on the other hand, uh, dedicating time for 16 rounds with uh, quite a big dose of practice mm -hmm. and understandable from that point of view. But uh, then, on the other hand, if you uh, find that uh, you cannot somehow make it uh, to, to find that amount of time that that would require per day, uh, then anyway, uh, doing part of the rounds without full attention. So, uh, uh, what's your suggestion for resolving this kind of... Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, we can't always be in ideal circumstances. Uh, uh, sometimes things happen to make it difficult. Uh, uh, it, yeah, six, 16 rounds is uh, Prabhupada's kind of minimum that uh, that 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 he he gave us. Like, you know, he started with 64 and dropped it down. Um, and uh, and uh, he didn't want to go any lower than that. Uh, that was his decision, and I, I just have to accept his decision. It turns out, in the Gaudiya Mat, uh, 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 the, the 64 rounds was for... Temple devotees who had no most, no, almost no other engagement. engagement. I mean, I, I did spend a Kartik of Rata doing 64 rounds a day. And I found out if I, I kept my other things down low, I, I could get 64 rounds done uh, by about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So I had, there's some time left over the day uh, for, for politics. I, I was the chairman of the GBC that year, I was doing this, so whatever, you know. Uh, uh, and it was great, by the way. I mean, it was like a fantastic experience for, for me to do that. Uh, and I really admire those people that are able to do that every year, go to, go to Vrindavan for Kartika and do, uh, do 64 rounds a day. It's, 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 it's quite worthwhile. And then it makes it easy, then 16 after that doesn't sound like a whole lot. <laughs> By the way, but they do take time, and and sometimes if people are working or have a lot of things, I I can understand it's 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 really it can be difficult. Um, Prabhupada's instruction to us was: if we miss, we should make it up the next day, or uh, that that's that's what we should do. So he's it was very important to him. That, that we follow this practice of, 
a, a, a fixed number with a with a vowel. When we chant with a vowel, he says it makes it more uh, how do you say uh, powerful by by ch- chanting with a vowel. Uh, it's best not to get initiated until you really can take that vow. Otherwise, you should have a vow four rounds a day, eight, something, you know, and, and gradually, gradually increase. Uh, and uh, uh, but in, anyway, I, uh, I understand all the difficulties, and I, I hope people don't uh, they've t- made a vow to chant and, and can't keep it. That, that, that I think we should try as soon as possible to get back <laughs> to where we can and uh, uh, give it priority uh, as soon as we can. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was thinking, I met many people who, uh, like uh, one good example is uh, a friend of mine long ago, first uh, he was married and he got into Krishna consciousness. Uh, wife uh, was not super enthusiastic about it. And he, he started chanting for 16 rounds and then his wife also took it up. And uh, But she was thinking that I could never chant 16 rounds. And then they went together to a festival and then she saw how everyone was just uh, doing all sorts of things while chanting at oh, the same right. time. And she realized that it's not such a big deal chanting 16 rounds. Oh, I see. If you are doing... (laughs) (laughs) Because you can be chanting and doing everything else, but I haven't seen anyone doing that for very long. Yeah, Um, you can chant and do other things, but that's not your japa. I mean, when Prabhupada was in the car and he saw that the driver of the car was also driving the car and chanting Hare Krishna, then that's good. But, uh, but when, when uh, somebody is driving a car and chanting Hare Krishna and has a bead bag or a clicker, that's not your, that's not your rounds. And, and uh, so that, that, that means that those people will, will, are, are committing offenses and generally they will not get a taste for chanting the holy name and generally they will at some point or another uh, become Ritviks or take up some, <laughs> some other cause, you know. Uh, because, you know, after a while you don't make advancement in Krishna consciousness, you get discouraged. And if you're not an honest person, oh, the reason I'm not making any advancement, there are not enough other pure, there are not enough pure devotees in this movement. It must be, you know, and then you start, you know, that kind of thing. So the trouble is, if you're not making advancement, if you're not improving, You'll, you'll get discouraged. You may quit, or you also may become look for scapegoats to blame other than your own self. Uh, and, and then you get all kinds of other things happening. But that's another topic. It's too late at night to get into that one. <laughs> okay. Anything else? Yes, Prabhu? Uh, sometimes we chant and we, we get some taste um, and then the next day we strive to find the taste again but uh, as I understand we have to have a service attitude towards the name we have to have a what? a service attitude towards the holy name we, you do, right, you can't in, you're not chanting the holy name in order to feel bliss 
You know, uh, some days you really do have a taste of this wonderful, other days for no reason you can understand it's more difficult. But whatever, one should be steady. And then gradually it will come that, uh, uh, that, that yeah, you, you, you will get fixed up. How, how do we uh, cultivate the service attitude if we have the motivation of getting the taste? Uh, I, 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 I think the, the, the way to do this is to, to, to see my chanting, first of all, as, as I've taken a vow to do it, and I'm, I'm going to do it. And I think of sometimes we are not feeling uh, uh, some kind of happiness or doing it. I, I think we should just blame it on our mind and increase our, try to increase our concentration on the holy the holy name is in fact Satchirananda. and so that if 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 we're not feeling happiness when we're chanting i can only say that i have some fault the other thing is is that as we advance in chanting Hare krishna the worse we feel about ourselves that's good that's called humility and as humility increases a Krishna consciousness increases. <clears throat> you know, uh, I, I, I myself encountered... Uh, uh, this is what happened to me. Uh, uh, you know, I have to say that as a brand new devotee uh, in the early 70s, uh, the, uh, an advanced devotee who had been somebody who had been a devotee for a year you know, two years. There were not really much experienced devotees. And so I don't, that I, my guidance was not very good. I, I can't blame it on anybody. Uh, 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 but, uh, but, uh, uh, so I didn't have a lot of instruction in, in, in chanting Hare Krishna. And basically in the, the temple, it was sort of like the real thing was to go out on Sankirtan. And the japa was something you got through in order to be able to go out on Sankirtan. We did it, we were ordered to do it, we did it. But it wasn't something that was sort of in itself an activity of Krishna consciousness. It was always, almost like a means to an end. That was the sense that I had. So we chanted dutifully, we sat in the temple room, we all chanted together. Uh, it was a duty that it was something really great in itself, I had no sense of. I uh, got no sense of. So, when I, when I was... Uh, uh, started to chant, I, I, at one point I, I, I realized... Uh, uh, I, I think I just learned it on my own, the importance of concentrating on the holy name while you chant and not bringing your mind... Uh, because I, like, like you, I saw all kinds of people doing chanting and doing other things at the same time and all that other stuff. And, uh, so then I realized it's a thing in itself and you should really concentrate on, on the chanting. Uh, and so I, I tried to do that, to concentrate on the holy name. And, uh, and 
Then I noticed that when I would concentrate on the holy name, my mind would sometimes go away, not because I was thinking of anything else, but because I was feeling some kind of mental distress. And I kept doing it, and yeah, I felt some kind of, un I was uncomfortable, some kind of mental distress. And I, I didn't know what to do about this. And there was no one really I, I, could, I could ask. I think by that time I was the temple president. And so, so, uh, and, uh, and I knew from experience that if I said to some devotee, you know, chanting Hare Krishna makes me feel mental distress, they would say, oh, you must be some kind of demon. <laughs> that was the kind of thing, you know. Get so I kept it secret. I didn't tell my wife anybody. And then I, I just thought, well, you know what I'll do? My mind would go away because of this distress. I, I'll just ignore it, and, and I'll, I'll focus on the holy name anyway. And, and so I did that. And then after about a week, by the way, the distress got worse. And, and and then uh, one day something happened and the distress got really bad and then what what happened is I felt just pouring out of my heart like, like a like a fountain like a like an open fire hydrant or something you know grief I mean it was just like profound overwhelming grief and it was so real and so alive you know it was, it was like it was always there and somehow I didn't know it you know when it came up and then I, I didn't know what to do it was in a sense you know when you something like that happens you do feel a kind of release at least it's out you know but then, what is this grief, and where did it come from, and why do I have it? Our slogan was, chant and be happy. No one said, chant and feel grief. And I thought, I, you know, maybe I'm a demon. And I'm somehow, I've strayed into the Hare Krishna movement, because nobody is going under, undergoing like what I'm undergoing. So I kept it to myself, and it just, you know, was always there. And then I began to understand what I was grieving about. And I was grieving because I had turned away from Krishna and come to the material world. I was separated from Krishna, and, and Krishna was faultless, wonderful, perfect, great, you know, in every way, just adorable, and somehow or other I turned away from him anyway. And to me, that seemed like the most unforgivable crime to have done this. You know, so that, 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 that that's what I, I was I, I, I was going through. I you know, I was just like wow. I couldn't share it with anyone. 
I did dare tell my wife, even, you know, that, that, the, that this thing was, uh, uh, was happening. Uh, the solace came when I, you know, I, so I realized this is true. I had turned away from Krishna. I'd come to the material world. And then I realized that I'm only feeling this grief because I'm chanting Hare Krishna. And I'm chanting Hare Krishna because Prabhupada came to the West. And this meant that even though I turned away from Krishna, Krishna had not turned away from me. He should, he could have, you know, done just to me what I had done to him. And he didn't do it. And instead, the fact that Krishna cared about me was shown by what Srila Prabhupada did. And then I said, okay. You know, I am what I am. I turned away from Krishna. And, and you know, I just kept, kept on going. The grief came down to, you know, tolerable level. Um, and it wasn't until that same year, 2000, that, that I, when I was doing this Kartika Vrata, that I really, and I started reading uh, again, uh, the, but, well, Bhaktivinoda Thakur had a book on the Shishastika prayers. I, I got that from a book stand and started reading the Shishastika prayers and reading the last chapter of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And there I noticed something I had never noticed before. And it was this. Uh, what the Shishastika prayers, the first prayer, Lord Chaitanya is like just saying all the wonderful, wonderful things that comes when Sankirtan is victorious. The heart is cleansed of the dirty things. Bhava Mahadavagni Nirvatanam. Uh, the, the, the forest fire of material existence extinguishes. It's one wonderful thing after another. This is what Param Vijayate Sri Krishna. When Sri Krishna Sankirtan is victorious, then these are all the wonderful things that happen. That's the first verse, what it's about. Just listing every, all the great things that the chanting of Hare Krishna brings. Second verse, he says, Nam namakari bahuda, nidya sarva shaktis tatarpita, niyamita smaranena kalaha. You have given so many names. He's talking to Krishna. Nam namakari bahuda. Nidya sarva shaktis tatarpita. And in each of those names, you paste all your spiritual potencies. Niyamita smaranelakala. And on top of that, you've made it very easy to chant your names. Tava Kripa Bhagavan. This is your mercy, O Lord. Mama Durdaivam. But my misfortune, Ihajani Nadaraga, I still have no attraction for chanting. There's a contrast. Tava Kripa Mama Durdaiva. Your mercy, my misfortune. And then if you look in the text that follows, it says when Lord Chaitanya chanted this verse, what he felt 
was Danya and Vishada. Vishada means grief. Danya means humility. And when I read that word Vishada, I thought, my God, it's bona fide. <laughs> it's bona fide. <laughs> And actually, you know, there's a lot of that dhanya keeps on increasing when Lord Chaitanya uh, goes through the, the, the Shishastika prayers. It tells what he felt, you know, and that dhanya and vishada is there quite a bit, you know. So, so anyway, that, that was when I realized I, I was actually all right. <laughs> that grief was what, 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 uh, what he felt. Because, and that's why this verse leads into the next one. When you feel danya and vishada, trinada pisunichena, yeah, that's how you think of yourself. Lower than the straw of the street, yeah. It's, humility is only realism. And, 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 and this is why, you know, if we want to really advance in Krishna consciousness, I mean, our path of Krishna consciousness is such opposite of the material world. The material world, the path of advancement is the path of pride. People are collecting awards, prizes, Facebook friends, whatever the measurement may be of you know how wonderful you are, they're collecting them all the time. Politicians, their legacy, you know what, anyway, you know the story. Devotee is just the opposite. When Krishna's Kaviraj says, you know, I'm so incompetent, I'm just living on the mercy of devotees, anybody who says my name will go to hell, right? You know, this is how he really felt. And the reason why humility is really important for us is that it's not that devotees who are advancing like humility for its own sake exactly, it's that when humility decreases, love for Krishna increases. And you start to get, you know, you want that love for Krishna to increase, then you look out and you look for humility. But you'll find this, 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 this humility, as Lord Chaitanya goes on reciting the Shastika prayers, it gets more and more and more and more, like, like that. So we're, the spiritual path is the opposite of the material uh, world and, 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 and if you look at Srila Prabhupada, you know, he achieved so much. He had, he stood in front of devotee audiences on a couple of occasions and said to us, when I was a young man, my spiritual master ordered me to preach in the West. His first meeting, he said, you, you know English, you should preach in the West. When I was a young man, but I was so entangled in householder life and so attached that I couldn't really do anything until uh, to satisfy my spiritual master's orders, uh, uh, order until I was 70 years old. He asked me when I was 20-something, I forgot, 23 or something, now, 70 years, now I'm finally doing something. So in my old age, I thought, let me do something to satisfy my spiritual master. And now he sent you nice American boys and girls to help me. And so because you're helping me, now I'm able to at last satisfy him. So I really have to thank you. 
This is what he said to his own disciples. You know, this is Prabhupada's humility. Uh, and and that's, our, uh, that's our path. Our humility should increase. We should welcome it. It's only realism. <laughs> you know, he says, we should think of ourselves like straw on the street, right? Or like grass. Chinada pisu, like like a, a jiva is one ten thousandth the tip of a hair in size, right? Very, very tiny. A quarter of an angstrom unit, at least some of our BI scientists said, very tiny. One ten thousand. If it's a human hair, one ten thousandth the tip of a hair is a quarter of an angstrom unit. And so if you think of just all the, the jivas as they really are spread out before you, the form of life they would most closely resemble is just a, a lawn of uniform grass spreading out as far as you could see. So this Trinata Pisunichena is appropriate. This is what Bhaktivinoda said. This, this actually, this, this metaphor is, is appropriate for the jiva. The straw in the street or grass. So this is, this is, this is, this is our, our path. And it's interesting that, that it started to work just because I was trying to chant while chanting, you know, try, trying to chant while following some, some basic rules and not really having any instruction, but it worked anyway. <laughs> it took me a while to find out what was going on, but that's, that, was, that, was, that was what happened. <clears throat> we should stop now, huh? 7.30? Should we stop? I, 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 I don't know. Who's in charge? <laughs> you want to add another question? Uh, yes, if I can. Uh, I just wanted to uh, open or maybe uh, express more detail what I meant uh, regarding to Japa's, uh, Shri Prabhupada's words. With Prabhupada's point, voice, huh? Yeah, because I thought... Speak a little louder if I'm having... Yeah, I thought I expressed uh, maybe not so uh, exactly what I... Uh, okay. Uh, it's uh, that important point that we should concentrate on on uh, holy name. Uh, but uh, the thing is, uh, what we are listening, and if we are not on on the proper platform, uh, we sh- we can stop there. And I, <coughs> regarding to this, it's very good comparison, as I see. Uh, like uh, if. Uh, uh, Scientist want, uh, wants to bring up the satellite by the rocket. Uh, it, it's very uh, part of that. It's very uh, the satellite is light in, uh, in comparison to the rocket because it requir- requires a lot of energy to bring it up. And the point is there that sophisticated thing. And uh, uh, to, uh, the point is how to uh, take off from that platform of maybe Nama Parada. And uh, by, meant of, uh, by means of uh, this method, what uh, I want to express, that listen to Prabhupada's voice, it's, uh, it's that uh, like base or example uh, from what we start. It's like, uh, that is for sure not necessary because all this fuel goes away and the satellite is up. Uh, but uh, in, com- like, uh, in comparison to this, we can. Uh, say for, for instance, the first stage will be that we listen, uh, how should we talk about chance? And it's kind of 
it creates this uh, like example mood uh, or pure mood. Mm. Then we can base on that, and then we have then we can after that express our uh, or go in <coughs> our uh, personal relationship with the holy name. Mm -hmm. uh, for for somebody it can be uh, easy or uh, maybe possible to do it by our attention and concentration. Uh, but uh, I know many devotees and senior devotees who are uh, like uh, stressing on this matter because uh, uh, many of them had experience that uh, chanting on their own power, uh, just concentrating on name, etc., and many different methods, uh, and it was not so effective for many years, but after this method, they would feel really that progress like, like this rocket, you know? mm -hmm. it was really uh, good progress, mm -hmm. but the point is, yeah, after that we have to create our relationship, but it's good method. So okay, I understand, yeah, good. thank you. <laughs> yeah, we should stop now. Thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai.